go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who I'm picking? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. Good evening, Dog Nation. Quite a busy news day today. Um, I'm sure you guys have been following it. Uh, this is the type of thing that uh, the, wor- the college football world kind of stands still. When you hear the words about the greatest college football coach of all time, I don't have any problems having receipts attached to my name on that. Uh, has stepped down. Uh, lots of things going on here right now. Uh, everybody's wanting to know what Nick Saban retiring from Alabama means for Georgia football's program and Georgia football's recruiting. I'm sure some of you guys got a chance to see myself, Brandon Adams, Carter Riley, and Mike Griffith. We went live basically minutes uh, right after the decision was made and the news was breaking, first reported by uh, ESPN there. But um, the things you got to think about here, first of all, let's give the man his proper place. Um, so many national championships. I saw this stat on social media earlier this afternoon. Uh, there have been 54 head coaches hired in the SEC since Nick Saban was hired away from the Miami Dolphins at Alabama. Uh, of course, the repercussions here are crazy. Um, today was the first day of classes um, at Alabama, and one of the things that you know Uh, from following the guidebooks and the recruiting rules and the infrastructure there is if you haven't triggered attendance, that's the term that's been used, which means attended a class, uh, showed up for class, sat in a class um, when they called roll. Uh, If you haven't triggered attendance yet, then you can get out of your national letter of intent. That's for the 2024 class and all the early enrollees. Um, But then also for the Alabama's current roster, they have a – they have an additional 30-day extension for the transfer portal window now. And that, my information leads me to believe, will also include the SEC when the SEC had the ruling that you had to be inside the transfer portal and make your decision by February 1st in order to be eligible this fall. That's an SEC rule. So now that certainly gets definitely gets complicated here. Uh, you see the tweet here from uh, Chris Lowe on, on ESPN um, was the first to break it. A huge story there, uh, Nick Saban stepping down. One of those things you've heard about on the recruiting trail that he was only one national title away for the last couple years from um, retiring at Alabama anyway. I know everybody starts processing it. What does it mean for the 2025 class? I think simply put, Georgia, who is in a head-to-head with Alabama for every key player that it wants now, just got a leg up, maybe even two legs up, even – no matter who Alabama hires, Alabama is not going to bring in a coach with multiple national championships with the recruiting acumen that Kirby Smart has. I'm sure uh, that game in Tuscaloosa gets a lot less dicey now in terms of Georgia's rigorous road schedule. We've, we've bantered about the names, everyone from the, the theatrical to Deion Sanders and Bill Belichick to the legitimate to Dan Lanning, Steve Sarkeesian, and others, um, it's going to be a very attractive job. Alabama's going to get a very good head coach. This feels very tactical, the way they do it on the first day of classes in Alabama. And now you have the probably uh, still the most impressive roster in college football uh, now has different transfer portal options there as well. Names like dog fans have said them all, all day long. Justice Haynes, Caleb Downs. Uh, Keep going up, up and down the list in terms of their very good offensive line. Uh, Tyler Booker, uh, the guys they have up front, the guys that they have that are very special. Um, certainly the Alabama roster, they're going to have to quickly come in with a head coach. 
because junior days are happening right now in January. Georgia's hosting one this weekend that we'll get into a little bit. But you're just joining us. Nick Saban, the greatest college football coach of the modern era, I believe, of all time. Won titles at Alabama, won titles at LSU. Basically changed the paradigm of the sport, recruiting, infrastructure, staffing, uh, NFL development, NFL pipelines, practice schedules. His coaching tree includes Georgia head coach Kirby Smart, among many others. Um, Be a very short list, I think, about the guys qualified enough to take over the reins in Tuscaloosa. Just a mammoth news story today here. I think I think of a couple players on the Alabama roster right now in the 2024 class. You got former Georgia commitment Peyton Woodyard, um, who chose Alabama based on family history, how much they loved Alabama and his family. This is the feeling he got in talking to Nick Saban. Also Casey Poe, the talented offensive lineman. Uh, those are some guys that I think Nick Saban and his championships was what put Alabama over the top with really big decisions like that for the 2024 class. Reminder, Alabama signed the number two recruiting class in the country for 2024. Georgia, of course, had the number one class for 2024. So that's a huge story. Those are our kind of quick thoughts. Uh, I think Dan Lanning seems more than happy, more than content uh, to stay to, to be in Oregon right now. It'll be very interesting especially since he's got his quarterbacks figured out, his quarterback pipeline for the next three or four years, two or three years figured out with some moves in the transfer portal right now. His quarterback situation, which is very big here, looks better than the quarterback situation in Alabama. You've also got uh, Oregon going into the Big Ten, much easier conference to win than taking over for the GOAT in Tuscaloosa and trying to win and go against guys like Sarkeesian, and also, guys, against um, got, you got Kirby Smart, that fella in Athens. One name that we didn't talk about with the guys on our Cover 4 show as we jumped online, jumped on live uh, to talk about the Saban news, Brent Venables is a name that I think would be interesting there. Kind of fits the pedigree of what Alabama's looking for, defensive-minded, uh, been around championship football, and maybe not quite Dabo there in terms of you know the Clemson connection there everybody rightfully throws in Dabo Sweeney's name as in there as well for the Alabama job guys that is number one on our big five and I don't know if it get much gets much bigger than that than Nick Saban retiring in Tuscaloosa but that was our first segment here on Dog Nations Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger such a big story uh, such a big news event that's going to send like a seismic tsunami type wave throughout college football some great sitting head coach is going to get plucked away by Alabama, and then that, that school is going to have to find them another A1A incredible coach to lead their program. So this will talk about some dominoes in college football, especially on the recruiting trail. Second thing we're going to talk about tonight, junior day in Athens. Uh, until the Saban news dropped, that was a very major story. Georgia, especially on the Georgia recruiting beat, Georgia was set to welcome a host of juniors in for junior day on Saturday. Uh, very impressive list. It's almost basically some of the top targets that we pop out the last few weeks for the 2025 class. It's a junior day. It's a chance where Georgia, Georgia's coaches can welcome uh, top juniors into the program it's a, basically almost like an official visit weekend with a lot of unofficial visitors. Georgia's going to have some of its 
most wanted targets, most wanted prospects in the 2025 class. Here's a list of much of names that we've been able to confirm. Uh, very interesting. You'll see the name there, Mason Short, out of Evans High School at Evans, Georgia. Currently committed to Alabama. I'm sure that young man's phone has been blown up tonight. Elijah Griffin, some would say that's the number one guy in the class for uh, Georgia in the class of 2025. The other guy that I think is, stands up as an alpha contender for the most wanted target in the class, that would be David Sanders Jr. out of Charlotte, uh, Providence Day School in Charlotte. Alabama was a major school for him with Coach Saban, and I think just that decision made by Saban increases the window of opportunity there for Georgia to sign the number one offensive tackle in the country in David Sanders Jr. Zayden Walker, I spoke to him. This is going to be a big visit for him. Georgia is a major contender. I would say Georgia would be the team to beat there for Zayden Walker right now. He's bringing his mother. He's bringing his mother, Mama Solomon, uh, Mrs. Solomon, to Athens for the first time in over a year. He wants to make sure Georgia shows his mama why they deserve to be one of the top schools, and you know the dogs will do that. Tavion Wallace, another linebacker out of Wayne County, another South Georgia dog uh, out of Jessup, Georgia. He's one of the top 50 overall prospects in the country. Travis Smith, a game-breaker type wide receiver. He's in town for a junior day. I'm told that Juan Gaston, his teammate at Westlake High School, will be there as well. Alvin Henderson, the number one running back in the state of Alabama, top five, top ten running back in the class of 2025. He's expected to take his junior day unofficial visit to Athens this weekend. Cortez Smith, an impressive interior offensive lineman. You want to talk about a guy that could be a center for the University of Georgia uh, in the years to come. I think Cortez out of Parkview High School can do that. Christian Garrett out of Prince Avenue Christian is going to be, be making another trip. Christian Gass out of Eastside High School. That's the home of uh, former Georgia great, former first-round pick. Uh, Eric Stokes Jr. out of Eastside High, out of Covington, Georgia. He's also planning to be in there. There's going to be plenty more. There's going to be 2026s, 2027s, a lot of the top players in the country. Uh, they're all going to be descending on Athens. And you can call this really the first big step of real recruiting for the 2025 class in Athens. Georgia has had some defections, departures, decommitments from the class. At one time, they were, for the longest time, basically the bulk of the 2024-2023 season, Georgia had the number one recruiting class in the country for 2025, kind of held dual status for 2024 and 2025. Georgia's fallen to number six now with a couple of high-profile decommitments. Um, but uh, you look for the dogs to start climbing the ladder now with a lot of the bigger names in the class of 2025. Uh, that's number two, guys, here on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. We always set up our show. There's f we talk about five stars. Uh, used to be back in the day, a recruit would get five official visits. We always talk about the five biggest stories in Georgia football recruiting each and every week here on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. Our number three guy, I was out in San Antonio, Texas. That already feels like eons ago for the All-American Bowl in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome. That was on Saturday. Got a chance to visit with seven really cool, really impressive Georgia, future football Georgia players, 2024 signees. There were seven dogs at the game. There were actually 11 guys named to the roster, but seven went out to San Antonio, took, up, took in the sights and sounds, and we were able to pull a dog of the week, a dog of the week, 
out of that number, out of that lot. Let's take a look at our dog of the week right now. That is Nate Fraser. Nate will not be able to enroll early in Athens. He and I had a couple discussions about that. He's going to have to go his spring semester there at Modern Day in Santa Ana, California. He had a big touchdown catch of 49 yards. Beautiful play on a wheel route. You're going to see that in a minute. And also had a, a Sony Michelle tribute. He also did the the bowing as well. We're going to show you a clip of that as well, but I want you to look for the highlights we're going to show you in a second. But um, take a look at this tweet right here also. It's pretty cool. It's kind of self-explanatory. Nate Frazier going to win over a lot of dog fans with this one. In honor of the legends, this celebration had to be done and will continue to be done. He, he tags Sony Michelle, DeAndre Swift, Todd Gurley, uh, for what what the the big play he made a 49 yard basically a wheel route scared the uh, East coaches to death all week in practice getting ready for this speed but um, if you if you know Georgia football you know that George, Sony Michelle would score touchdowns and he would do the bow he would do the kind of the jazz hands or whatever uh, Nate Frazier did a lot of that Nate Frazier is our dog of the week let me get the, some real bass in it right there for your dog of the week, Nate Frazier. We pick out a dog of the week each week. Be hard to do now we're, while we're in the offseason, but we still had some games being played. That's why we can give Nate Frazier a really deserving dog of the week. Got to meet Nate, got to hang out with his family a little bit. Super kid, great to talk to. And also, when Jeff goes on the road, he brings that Dog Nation camera and microphone around, and we've got a full cupboard of Dog Nation conversations and what better to, to give you guys tonight than a Dog Nation conversation with our Dog of the Week, the Dog of the Week, Nate Frazier. Check it out from San Antonio. What's your message to the Georgia fans? Uh, man, we coming, man. Last year was a fluke. You know who the real number one champions is. Our 2024 class, we hungry. We gave y'all a little taste of what y'all finna get, and we finna dominate college football. We love you guys. Thank you for supporting us every single time we post. Every single time we post, no matter if it's about Georgia, no matter about what, you guys always show love, and we love y'all back, and we thank y'all for that. Tell me about your tattoos. Yeah, so Humble Beast is a lion. And it says humble beast at the top. I feel like humble. I'm humble. I'm a humble dude. I'm never cocky. The best running back I've ever played with. This boy, a dog. Appreciate you. Uh, instead of a humble beast, I feel like humble. I'm humble. I'm a humble dude. And I just grind. This is serenity prayer. God first is always. I should have said this first. And then this will say chances make champions. It's brand new. It's the 110 interstate where I'm from. You know, Watts slash Compton. That's where I grew up from. And chances make champions, man. I took the chance to transfer to modern day from St. Pius. And now I'm doing big things, you know, man. It's all God. At the first, it's all God. But I'm doing big things, and I thank him for that. Well, who impressed you this week? Future teammates wise, did you get a chance to see him at all? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we did the dual practice. Uh, honestly, everybody did. You know, it's just crazy looking at how many big, big dudes we got, how many big offensive linemen we got, how many big defensive linemen we got. They all had hundreds and they aggressive. You know, KJ, our receivers, our running back. Chauncey, man, we just, we're a dominant 24 class. And this dude right here, man. What do you think, how much of your game did you show people today? Uh, I tried to give y'all every, everything I could to show y'all every carry I had. I feel like I showed speed, elusiveness, the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield and catch the ball as a receiver. You know, every time I see one seam, I hit it fast and hard. I felt like I showed you guys a lot today. And it was all God. Last question, Nate. For you, what are your goals for your freshman year? I know you won't be able to roll early. You're going to yes, have to sir. wait. You have to run track. 
What are you going to work to accomplish your first year for? Build team chemistry first. You know, if you have team chemistry, you'll always be a dominant player. So that's one of my goals. I want to honestly win first of All-American if that's possible. I want to learn the playbook as, as much as possible, be a veteran with that. You know, learn from the guys that are veterans that have been on the team for years. Like Branson, I know Trevor is his first year, but he's been dominating at Florida. Uh, learn some things from him, you know, some little tips and stuff that make me a better player and just be a sponge to everything, just soak in everything I can get, just be a sponge and work 10 times harder than everybody. I know that sounds cocky, but I just want to be the hardest worker on the team. Man, Nate Frazier, you prefer Nathaniel, Nathan, what should dog nation call you? Just call me Nate, man. Just call me Nate or whatever y'all want to call me. Touchdown, Frazier, it don't matter. Appreciate you, Nathan. Appreciate yes, sir. Love that, guys. Just when you thought Georgia had went through its run of charismatic, great on camera, great, humble touchdown machines from the state of California with Kendall Milton uh, going to the NFL. Nate Frazier brings you right back in from the uh, Golden Bear State. Love a lot of things he said there. I'm going to have a really deep story on Nate uh, sometime really soon. He'll be part of our Next Generation series. But, like, you saw that. You saw what motivates him a little bit. Did you see that teammate from the West team go over there and, like, bear hug him and say, the greatest running back I've ever, I've ever seen called him a dog. And you saw Nate talk about, you know, thanking uh, being working teammate trying to learn up as much as he could, trying to be a sponge, uh, grateful for the fans, so happy for the fans, so happy for the support on every post, on every tweet. Uh, he said you can call him Nate Dog if you want to. Everybody remembers their 90s hip-hop, 90s rap. Uh, Nate Dog was on a lot of bangers, on a lot of, a lot of jams. Um, but uh, I like how it's a nod to the Down Goes Frazier line from classic boxing newsreels. Well, you know, touchdown, Frazier. I like that line he threw in there as well. Uh, you had a kind of a two-pack there of uh, uh, Nate Frazier stuff right there. He was our dog of the week. And then you saw the Dog Nation conversation there with Nate Frazier. Saw some of those highlights. Really impressive young man. And that's even going by the standard of the great type character selections, character evaluations that the University of Georgia has made over and over and over in the Kirby Smart era. Love how he wants to honor Sony Michelle, Todd Gurley, and DeAndre Swift with all of his future touchdowns in Athens. The young man just really gets it. He's got a spirit about him. He's got a light. There's just a genuine vibe you get from hanging around Nate Frazier. And he will enroll in Athens in May or June. He's going to have to go his entire senior year. But when he gets to Athens, I think he will be electric. Did you see how he gave a shout-out to – Travis Etienne as well, um, how much he's blown up in college football and how much he's done in college football. Not worried about cat, not worried about touches, not worried about reps. He feels like he'll be able to learn a lot from uh, a guy that should be one and done at Georgia coming out of the portal from Florida, and that's Travis Etienne. And you know what, guys? We got some Saban news. We got a dog of the week. We got a conversation with Nate Frazier. Why don't we just drop another Dog Nation conversation in here as well? I thought this was really cool. I got a chance to speak with Joseph Jonah Ajanye um, down at the Under Armour All-American Game in Orlando. Probably had one of the cooler mic drop comments I've heard lately in all my reporting uh, from JJ, from Joseph Jonah Ajanye. I'll let you guys look for it here on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. Here you go. Another helping of Dog Nation conversation tonight on Before the Hedges. You had a busy two weeks, three weeks, right? Yeah. How would you describe the last two, three weeks of your life, man? Um, it's very fun. It's really, and um, 
It's a lot. There's been a lot of adrenaline, you know, with um, ball practice and whatnot. Yeah, it's just been a really fun experience, and I'm really blessed to be able to experience it. What was the most fun? Um, being to practice with the team. How'd that go? I know you checked your oil and saw what you had. Yeah. How do you think you did? What did they tell you you need to get better at? My first couple of days was pretty hard. You know, I wasn't conditioned, and then I, you know, I just started to get used to it. And so it's been going pretty good. I've been getting reps with the ones and the twos um, during scout and during team. So, yeah. Did you ever welcome the Georgia moment where somebody put you in the phone booth a little bit, or what was that like? Yeah, I didn't really get pancakes, but it was at practice, and um, Trust, he had, um, he down-blocked, and I squeezed it, and Mims, he came and just hit me. Mims got you. Yeah, but I didn't fall or nothing. It just, it, I was just dizzy afterwards. It's a what big you learn about Ellis this week? Oh, Ellis, he, he's such a fun character, you know. He's very funny, nothing I expected. He's just a goofy person. Let's have fun. When will you be in Athens? Huh? What day do you go to Athens? The 4th? Yeah, the 4th. What's yeah. it feel like as you make this transition now? It feels amazing. You know, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Like I've been saying for the past couple of months, I'm ready to get to work and get better. Um, out here, I feel like I play great all because of um, the ball practices. That's why I, you know, I did pretty good, did my job and whatnot. You said you wanted to prove you were the number one D lineman in the country. Do you think working against the dogs that 10 days, five days, helped you try to do that? It definitely did. Coach Scott has taught me a lot. Michael Williams, Zion, they taught me so much already. And I used it on this field, got, um, got the job done, got a couple of stats, you know what I'm saying? What do you think your role will be when you get, when you get to Athens? Is it just depth, reps, or like, what do you, what's your mindset as you head in? I think it's reps, um, getting to play that big end position and just doing my job. Yeah, that's mostly it. What was that feeling like when you walked on the field in the Georgia jersey for the first time at the Orange Bowl? It felt amazing, you know, like a dream come true because, you know, it is a dream come true. And I was just itching to play, you know, 63-3. I was just hoping coaching to throw me some pads, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got a message for all the fans out there? Um, look out for the Nigerian nightmare. I'm be here for a while. Yeah. That's a way to drop the mic. As always. Look at that. Wasn't that a good one? Look out for the Nigerian nightmare. I plan on being here for a while. That's a portal-proof recruit, sounds like, right here at the dawn of his Georgia career. Guys, if you're just joining us, this is kind of a uh, Before the Hedges weekly show brought to you by Kroger. We had to touch on the mammoth, biggest news in college football 2024, probably 2023. Nick Saban has retired. Uh, if you're just joining us, we covered a lot of our thoughts about Saban, Lanning, Sweeney, Dion. you know, how Georgia is now positioned in recruiting as the alpha, the wolf, uh, the team to the, the team that's basically sitting on the top of the mountain uh, in every recruiting battle now. There's not a Nick Saban. There's not the GOAT. There's not those multiple national championships um, and the chance to play for the greatest coach in college football in Tuscaloosa anymore. Alabama is going to have to basically uh, find a new guy, a new standard bearer, which will define their whole program, and they will not find another Nick Saban. They will not find a coach that has two national championships and recruits the way that Kirby Smart does. Uh, that is my opinion. They're just going to have to find the next closest approximate with Kirby Smart's potential to win championships and to put together number one or number two recruiting classes. I think this primes the Georgia era here for, you know, people saw the back-to-back -back national championships 
Well, I think this puts into play the fact that Georgia can do that again within the next six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. This will be Kirby Smart's prime in Alabama prime, excuse me. This will be Kirby Smart's prime at the University of Georgia now that Nick Saban has stepped away and retired and re- retired from being the head coach at the University of Alabama. Speaking of history, speaking of legacies, we have our question of the week each and every week brought to you uh, by Kroger. And we try to find something different, unique. I mean, shoot, I should probably ask you guys a question about Nick Saban. I should probably say, guys, are you glad Nick Saban's gone? Or you're wishing him well out the door? Or did you really want one more shot against him in Tuscaloosa to try and kind of knock the legend out and kind of put that Bama dynasty down once and for all, put it in a sleeper hole and take it out? Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But we also have a prepared question this week. on Before the Hedges. We tried to give you guys a question of the week. Love engagement, love interaction um, here on Before the Hedges. And I wanted to know, we've talked a lot recently on Dog Nation about Rushmore, all-time greatest Bulldogs, especially after the Brock Bowers announcement, how he moved in the NFL, well, moved on to the NFL. And it was so hard to pick the four greatest Bulldogs of all time, of all eras for the uh, Georgia football Rushmore. And where does Brock Bowers rank? Well, Got in discussion with some boys, with some friends, with some pals, with some reporters recently, and I was like, shoot, that one's pretty hard, but let's try figuring out the four greatest Rushmore Bulldogs of the Kirby Smart era. And that means anybody that played for Kirby, that brings in Roquan Smith, that brings in Jalen Carter, of course, Andrew Thomas, of course, Brock Bowers, Stetson Bennett, uh, kind of the list goes on and on, Nolan Smith, N'Kobe Dean, uh, you could even bring up uh, like DeAndre Baker, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle. Shoot, you see how hard this is getting? This is getting very hard. And, you know, one of the, my answer, I'll give my answer first. I'd love to see everybody's comments down there in the show as well in the comments. But my four, I think the first two are pretty easy. The first three to me come pretty easy. I would go Brock Bowers, Stetson Bennett in some sort of order. I would throw Roquan Smith in there. And for me, the fourth one gets really hard because. I look at the Rushmore question kind of like everybody looks at presidents. You've got to have accomplished something. Uh, It wasn't the four greatest politicians. It's the four greatest examples of a leader that brought the country through something. And for me, with sports, very, very weak metaphor compared to that. But for me, these are guys that have had to make an impact at Georgia and not just be a great football player at Georgia. So I probably can't put Jalen Carter in there. I'd probably think with my fourth one, I would probably – probably either go Cedric Von Prong Granger or Andrew Thomas. Now, if somebody wants to throw in a Jalen Carter in there, certainly understand. Somebody wants to throw in a Nick Chubb in there, I would certainly understand as well. But uh, I think Nick Chubb, the reason why he wasn't an automatic go-to slam dunk for me is you only had one year of Nick Chubb in Athens. And you say, hold on, Jeff, it's the same thing there for Roquan Smith as well. But I think Roquan Smith jump-started the great linebacker recruiting that you see now at the University of Georgia. Georgia was recruiting great running backs, you know, five-star running backs, the best running backs in the country a long time before Nick Chubb arrived. But I think what Roquan Smith did there is the new Georgia era could point and Schumann could point to a Butkus Award winner, an All-American, a first-round draft pick, a top-ten pick. And I think that's why the Roquan Smith, great player, of course, a transcendent player, of course, I think that's why I've got Roquan in there. Um, ahead of a guy like ahead of a guy like Nick Chubb, you know, go back and forth on that fourth one. Cedric Von Prong Granger. I also think about Andrew Thomas as well. 
Andrew set a, set a mark that I don't think will ever be accomplished or matched at the University of Georgia. He was a freshman starter uh, for 15 games during his freshman year. He even started in a SEC championship game, a Rose Bowl, and a national championship game. Going to be very hard to do, especially for someone that plays on the line of scrimmage the way Andrew Thomas did. And then, of course, Andrew went number four overall in the NFL draft. So many great candidates. I think that is a very diabolically tough question as well. That is your question of the week here on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. We talked about earlier uh, the 2025 class. This is a big weekend, junior day this weekend. That means unofficial visits galore. Uh, big visits Visits are coming in for Georgia. Some of their best players. Let's take a look at that 2025 class right now as it's put together. Bo Walker, one of the things we talked about with the visitors that are going to be in Athens this weekend. Um, we did talk about the commitments. Bo Walker, the running back commitment, he plans to be in Athens this weekend. The tight end, Ethan Barbour as well, plans to be in Athens this weekend. Elias Williams, not sure on that guy yet. He's got some basketball at Camden County to uh, sort through as well. Basketball travel schedule as well. Those are your offensive commitments right now for Georgia in the 2025 class as this weekend kind of kickstarts some real deal recruiting. Uh, defensive breakdown there, Justin Davis. Jaden Perlotti tells me he's going to be in Athens this weekend as well. Four-star Cedartown safety, Tay Harris, will not be uh, in Athens this weekend. Perlotti's an interesting name. I had a chance to talk to him at the All-American Bowl out in Texas. Everybody was like, is he going to the dogs? Is he not? Is he following Dylan Riola? Is he going to go somewhere else? He was planning to visit Alabama later this month. I don't know if he'll make that uh, visit, at least until at least until Alabama gets their head coach in place. But he's going to be in Athens this weekend for Junior Day as well. He told me this weekend, this past weekend in San Antonio, that K.J. Bolden to Georgia, his guy at Buford High School, really solidifies his commitment even more so. He said he's a dog. He said he's locked in. He said he loves the dogs. But he said K.J. Bolden at Georgia makes that even more terra firma, he said right there. The uh, All-American linebacker, the top 50 overall prospect in the 2025 class. He's going to be in Athens again this weekend. That's your breakdown of the 2025 class. Now let's take a look at how that class shapes up nationwide. Six commitments right now. They've lost a few recently. Number five nationally. Three offense, three defense. Those guys are all in-state. Uh, Georgia doesn't have an out-of-state commitment anymore after the decommitment of uh, Mobile, High, Mobile Area, Viger High Schools, uh, Micah DeBose, you know, Alabama, Georgia were kind of contenders, Ohio State, Auburn. seems like Auburn's really going to have a great shot now at getting DeBose with uh, Nick Saban in Alabama uh, out of the picture there. You see there Georgia has four top 200 commitments out of those six. Four of those guys are also top 150. Three of those are top 100 commits. They have two five-stars in Elias Williams and Justice Terry. All six of those commitments, of course, are in the SEC footprint. That is your 2025 recruiting snapshot here on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. And now you want to look at the top targets. It's going to be a little bit of a Xerox, a little bit of a shell of what you got there with the um, – some of these top targets, if you're just joining us, we, we talked about the top targets during our Big Five, the ones that are going to be in Athens this weekend. Elijah Griffith, number two. Zayden Walker, number three. Travis Smith, Jr., number five. Juan Gaston, number six. Cortez Smith, number eight. Ryan Montgomery plans to be in Athens on the weekend of the 22nd. It really feels like that quarterback's decision is going to come down to like Georgia, Auburn, South Carolina, and Florida right there. A really impressive four-star cornerback 
quarterback out of the state of Ohio in Finley, Ohio. Going to make a big visit to Georgia this month. And really, guys, I've been told, Montgomery family has told me that he should make his decision sometime in February, late February. So he's really to kind of lock something in with these visits to Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Auburn over the next few weeks. Those are your top early targets for 2025 uh, here on Dog Nations Before the Hedge is brought to you by Kroger. Busy show, lots of news. We had to, we had to put uh, our show together on a pre-tape basis. I'll be in the comments section. You've seen me in the comments section already, hanging out with everybody. Let me give a big shout out to my producer, our producer behind the glass. That's Miss Kaylee Mansell, the marvelous Miss Mansell, who makes so many things work, spinning a lot of plates here for Dog Nation, coming off like a pro every time she does it. We're very thankful to have her as part of our Dog Nation team. Now we're going to call her a sophomore now, guys, because she- about this time a year ago, you know, she was a freshman. She got her four games of eligibility. She did not get a red shirt. Uh, so we can't wait to see what Kaylee does for us in the months to come here in our sophomore season. Guys, that has been a wow before the hedges special. Special. Uh, we started taping this right after the news on Nick Saban retiring from Alabama dropped. You had two Dog Nation conversations. You had your dog of the week. Uh, we talked about the junior day this weekend. And we covered the 2025 class as real recruiting starts now for the class of 2025. Appreciate you, Dog Nation. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for showing out. Appreciate your uh, candid and transparent answers to that question of the week. Pretty tough one there about the four biggest Rushmore dogs of the Kirby Smart era. That's the show, guys. That has been your intel. I'm Jeff Sintel. We'll see you guys again later on the pages of dognation.com. God bless you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Let's go, I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never.